Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, welcome back to another great freaking hilarious freaking episode of freaking Our Week in Review on W-A-Y-O-L-P freaking Rochester, also on Apple freaking Podcast, freaking Spotify, and freaking SoundCloud if anyone freaking wants to know. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, my name is Taylor the freaking Mossman Loft, and with me as always to my left is Andy the Sandman Fargus. Then we have Doug the Slug Jordan and freaking Tatia Rizzer the Snowman bringing up the rear. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking freaking seekers and the freaking panels start your freaking engines this is our weekend freaking review <sighs> weakers tweakers thrill freaking seekers <coughs> it has been one week since we last spoke I find myself in the throes of a deep, dark, repressed apology. I have been unable to speak my truth into existence. But the last that we spoke two weeks ago I made mention of a warning prior to the mass arrest of 10,000 bums at the gathering for Givney. The warning came from one Loft Cochran, and because of that warning, Sandy, Doug, and myself were able to escape the great gathering with only minor casualties, namely a dog or a bum that Doug hit on the way out and may they rest in peace. But that warning came from a very unlikely source, Olaf Cochran, and in the middle of that warning, the phone call went dead. And I have a suspicion as to why, and it's because I called a Marvel Givens, asked Marvel Givens to look into the Loft Cochrane, and sealed his fate in that moment. And I am left with a great deal of guilt and sorrow over mine accents. So what I would like to be able to do here is say, Love, if you're listening, somewhere, anywhere, from hell below to earth to the great beyond above, I am very sorry. Thought I'd get that off my chest. Sandy, the same man, Vargas, please. Brother Doug, Brother Sandy, Brother Teddy, what have you given this week? Uh, I... I fear... I know not what I have freaking given, but I certainly know what the good Lord has freaking taketh, uh, has freaking taketh from me, if I'm being freaking... What, what, what the good Lord has freaking taketh away from me, taking, has taken, has taketh from away from me what how does that answer my question well i started off by saying i don't know what i have giveth but i do know what has been taketh from me oh there we go now i freaking said it right yeah well, uh, god yeah, bless I, you and what yeah. was it well if you please uh please freaking be quiet i will freaking explain it uh, so the weakers and tweakers in the panel can freaking understand what i'm saying uh i have freaking giveth nothing this week but the good Lord have, uh, have, has freaking taketh uh, from me. And unfortunately, he has taketh mm, the use of my freaking legs. As Weakers and Tweakers will know um, from listening to our freaking clip show, which was a freaking absolutely, which is one of the freaking best that we've ever freaking done, if I'm being freaking honest with you. Um, always love a good freaking clip show, and that one was the best. Um, I mentioned very freaking briefly that I, I woke up 
Um, and I freaking knew that I had freaking COVID because you guys would not freaking believe how freaking sore my freaking legs were. I mean, these freaking, these freaking dogs are freaking barking. These dogs are freaking howling at the moon, if I'm being freaking honest with you. And I was freaking doing, I was freaking howling at the moon myself because I was freaking playing with myself. And, and these things, and these things were so freaking sore and I was freaking beating them with a freaking stick that I found in the garage. I was beating my own freaking legs with a stick because they were so freaking sore. I freaking beat them until they went completely freaking numb. And I freaking finished playing with my freaking self, and I had freaking and I had freaking uh, Mike freaking Junior come in, and I said, "You gotta freaking fetch me the old freaking wheelchair from down in the, from down in the freaking basement, the one that uh, freaking Grandpa Jordan used to freaking use, and the one that has a toilet attached to it." Well, it does have a. It, yeah, it started off as a freaking. It's it's basically a toilet on freaking wheels. Um, because they used to have to freaking wheel out a freaking toilet because Grandpa Jordan couldn't use freaking toilet by himself because uh, he'd freaking make mess. Um, uh, he'd come out with it all over his freaking fingertips and because um, I guess he thought that he had to freaking pull it out of himself. Um, Go retrieve it, he'd say, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it is a freaking toilet on freaking wheels. Um, and I've unfortunately been freaking bound to the freaking wheelchair since. And... Um, and 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 I'm 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 sorry to freaking say it. Um, I I I beg for uh, the Lord's freaking forgiveness, but I haven't been in the mood to freaking giveth. Uh, never since he freaking tooketh. Uh, he tooketh my freaking leg. Um, and boy, I gotta tell you, those things are freaking. They are so freaking damn sore. You wouldn't even freaking believe it. Yeah, a great sacrifice Andy has made, and a great sacrifice in turn I have made by being his caretaker, by being with him as much as I can, by changing him, by wiping him clean. By sponge bathing him. And blessed are thee for giving me that opportunity in my repose, in my great sorrow, to give back a little bit. Yeah, and I have repeatedly asked you to freaking, um, that I don't freaking need this freaking assistance, and that I don't freaking appreciate waking up to you trying to freaking wipe my freaking bottom after I freaking already freaking wiped the damn thing. Because um, I'm still able to freaking use my freaking arms, my freaking fingers, and I can absolutely freaking wipe myself. But when I'm freaking taking a freaking nap and I wake up to my, my freaking t- friend Taylor freaking standing over me trying to roll me over and wipe my freaking bottom, um, it's very, it's uh, rather freaking upsetting. It's very freaking upsetting. I also don't appreciate being woken up to with a freaking giant freaking sponge being wrung out over me, uh, onto my freaking face. I thought I woke up for a moment. I thought I was being freaking waterboarded, um, but it was just freaking Taylor wringing out a giant sponge on top of me as I freaking slept. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and we are praying for Sandy Vargas's quick recovery. And I have developed some sort of immunity from the virus because i have been spending day and night with him and not once have i caught the dang thing and lucky i am so doug jordan what have you given uh yeah i mean that's a good so nothing was taketh and i'm not from me but i'm not really sure if anything had been uh i had properly giveth uh of, of what the hell movie. are you trying to just say? He's no, trying to tell us he's horny. No, I'm not trying to tell anybody I'm horny. I'm trying to tell you that I have not given. Well, uh, then this week. just tell us how your week was. I'm not horny. If that is going to be what and you're going to ask. God bless you. Yeah. Uh, my uh, yeah, my week's been good. Uh, you know, I I was telling you guys earlier before the show started. I'm going to be off next week. Uh, as Mr. Wang and I have decided to team up for the week and we're running a promotion where, uh, Wang and I will be serving each other's food from each other's restaurants. So we're going to be having a series of specials like, uh, you know, I'll be having like a general Wang chicken burrito and he'll be having Ortego grill, uh, black bean shrimp, uh, all week long. So we're hoping that's going to bring in a lot of business for the two restaurants. And you thought it was necessary to do that for an entire week. Well, we were just going to test the waters and see how it goes and maybe, you know. Okay. So I just want to break this down here. So the two restaurants located next to each other have decided to swap foods for the week, essentially just relocating the food 
to next door. Well, we're teaming up. It's we're doing special. It's not, it's not a relocation. We're just we're featuring each other's foods. But as to Tadia's point, because they're located next to each other, wouldn't it be easy just to grab food from one location and grab food from the other location and combine it however you like? Maybe set up a tent in the middle and. Why would anybody time? do that when you can just go to a restaurant and order something that's a freaking special? Okay, but what if I wanted a black the black bean shrimp, but I hate the friggin' way that Wang's noodles smell, which by the way, I friggin' do. And then I friggin' like I have to eat my bean shrimp thing in that smelly, disgusting place when I could just go to the Ortego friggin' grill where there's always Jim Croce playing and my friends are there. It doesn't smell great there either, but it's much better than Wang's. There will be a series of specials at the Ortego Grill. Like I said, General Wang's chicken burrito, Mushu pork burrito, uh, Kung Pao shrimp burrito. Basically, you do anything you can get at Mr. Wang's, it's going to be put in a tortilla with some rice, and we're going to roll it up. Let me ask you a question, Doug. Are they going to be making that food and just bringing it over from Wang's so you can roll it into a burrito and throw it on the grill? Yeah, we're going we're gonna, to, you know, They'll make an order, then they'll give it to us. We'll make an order, we'll give it to them. What? Whose idea was this? It was mine and Mr. We, Mr. Wang and I were out back by the dumpsters, and we got to talking, and, you know, next thing you know, we're deciding we're going to do this whole week-long uh, fusion special. Hmm. Yeah, it, it could... It sounds like this could be a real big freaking pain in the freaking rear if mm-hmm. if... If it weren't for the fact that there's no way this will be successful. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that that's a little rude, if I'm being honest with you. I mean, I haven't even tried to do the thing yet. And like I said, it's a trial run. We'll see. And we'll see what freaking happens. Maybe it'll lead to us cutting a freaking hole in the middle of two restaurants. And you can freaking walk into one or the other. You know, we don't know yet. If it's successful, that's probably what's going to end up happening. Kind of like a cafeteria. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhat like a cafeteria, like you could go to Mr. Wang's and get his spicy uh, mushu, and then you could come over to our. Yeah, we get, get the idea. Burrito. We know what you could get at either location. D- thank you, Doug. Doug will yeah. be off next week. That was the long and short of the diatribe he just went on. Now, I want to get to Tadia, but before we get to that, I want to talk about what I have given. Because I have given a great deal. Over these last past two weeks, as Uyghurs and Tweakers know, our army, the Dog Pound, has been arrested, charged, and convicted. And I and Sandy, Sandy in tow, because of course I am his caretaker and he is wheelchair bound, showed up at the courthouse wearing the two biggest masks we could find. I was wearing a face shield, Sandy was wearing a mask, sunglasses and a baseball cap. We look kind of like the Invisible Man sitting in a wheelchair, wrapped in bandages. Bandages. He had bandages all over his legs. And it was just, it was, it was just freaking toilet paper. I just wrapped my legs in toilet paper. Yeah. Yeah. And I offered my legal expertise and my counsel to every member of that army and though it was not asked and you can get in a great deal of trouble by speaking out of turn during one of these proceedings which is I found and I nearly got myself locked up though I don't know why and geez louise down on my knees the long and short of what I'm trying to say is the judge has now ordered a no-contact judgment. Told the dog pound, each member, you shall not be within 100 feet of this man or his destitute compadre, name of San Francisco Fargus. And... I have lost my army. That's the long and short of it, is that in the middle of the Great Radio War Part 3, we no longer have a great army. Because the judge has laid a judgment upon thee. I said, who do you think you are? You think you're God? 
You can half judge upon thee? And then he ordered me out of the courtroom violently by his sentry or guard or whomever it was in the courthouse, a very burly man. And I said, you wait and see. Marvel Givens will visit three times upon your head. And I was thrown down the steps. Sandy Fargus was wheeled out the door. I have not been able to come in contact with the dog pound since this accident. A man without an army. Like a ship without a sail. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's just it's an absolute freaking shame too. It's when you hear freaking stories and tales of wars and battles, you oftentimes hear of the glory and the and the uh, and 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 the freaking jingoism, uh, jingoism, uh, okay. the freaking glory and the freaking pride. It's not often you hear of the freaking casualties, uh, the freaking casualties yeah. of freaking war, and and what war freaking taketh from you, and in one foul swoop. Mm, we no longer have freaking 10,000 bums at our freaking disposal. Yeah. We have one who's very injured, name of Byron, who should be released this week from the hospital. I got freaking terrible news. Don't tell me. He got a freaking infection. I just got freaking word he had a, he apparently got a freaking horrible freaking infection. (sighs) They did an operation and, um, yeah, freaking operation didn't freaking take. Oh my god, he killed himself? Um, yeah, it's looking like he freaking killed himself. Um, no. Yeah, it's looking like his brain couldn't freaking take the, the, uh, the, couldn't take the infection or the operation, and, um, yeah, it's looking like he freaking offed himself. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, I'm confused a little bit. So, so he was in an operation, and he got an infection, and that didn't kill him, but then he decided to freaking kill himself Look, afterwards i i'm not gonna try and freaking make sense of what freaking happened doug um i it's not my place to see through the eyes of a freaking bum and and understand the freaking decisions that they freaking make what i can tell you is that he's freaking gone uh, his freaking soul no longer lives on this maybe it actually maybe freaking does maybe he's a freaking ghost i don't know mm-hmm. i wouldn't want to freaking i wouldn't care to freaking speculate doug well i could deal with an army of ghosts uh, of course you could of course we could it'd be, it'd be the absolute freaking best freaking army we could ever freaking ask for remind me of pirates of the caribbean that whole ship was a ghost ship yeah it was it remind yeah. me of freaking field of dreams which is actually how all this freaking horse freaking started i just realized i freaking forgot about that i i guess we're not freaking doing it the summer's freaking over yeah it has been a long tough road for weakers tweakers sandy fargus Doug Jordan, Tadia Richard, Taylor Lofton, and myself. So, geez, Louise, down to my knees. Uh, Tadia Richard, please, before we move on, uh, what have you given? How was your week? How long are you? And God bless you. Uh, well, th- first of all, thank you for the blessing and a blessing unto the panel. Um, and, uh, you know, that maybe the common theme of today's show is that I, uh, I didn't really give much of anything um but i did have something uh take it away from me and that's the friggin' love of my life um as as many weakers and tweakers know i uh was dating um my intern's granddaughter and um we had gone on on three dates and on the third date i finally went for it i friggin' i gave her uh, a kiss and it was the first time she had felt my face or my my warmth or my embrace um and you know i went home that night and i just thought you know what i just gotta friggin' go for it and so on the fourth date we had uh earlier this week i asked her to friggin' marry me and she said um no i actually i came here to 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 tell you that I'm, I'm I'm just really kind of interested in being friends. Um, you're not really my type. I said, "What the freaking heck are you talking about? You're blind." And she said, "I, I could feel your face, and there, there's something going on. I think you should see a doctor." But I just I you know I I set high bars for myself, and and that was it. And then she she got up, she took her freaking seeing eye dog, and she left. Now, 
I don't understand. How does a blind woman know what her type is? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, do, I don't really understand it at all. Apparently, she she felt my face when we had our first freaking kiss the other night. Um, and she could feel the deformity of my face um, as a result of, of many, many, many um, botched uh, Botox injections. Um of which I'm still getting, and uh, it doesn't seem to be subsiding yet. So I don't. I, I guess I'll just keep going for it until it finally friggin' works. But um, it, yeah. So uh, she left, and I'm devastated, and I'm very friggin' horny, but I'm I'm devastated. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say you. I mean, I think you look freaking much, much, much better than you did a couple of freaking months ago. You still look. Um, hideously deformed, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but no. you thank you for the blessing. No, you're welcome. I think I think you were the big blessing. Thank you for the blessing. Well, I think we all find ourselves a ship without a sail. Sandy Farkas, his sail was his legs. Tadia Rizier, his sail was the love of his life. I. My sail was the army, and Doug Jordan's sail was his dignity and... Probably his business soon. Yeah. His restaurant business, which may falter. Not very nice. Well... I I, I would hope, you know, if you guys had a freaking dream and a vision, I would hope that you would, you know give me uh, uh, the respect that I would give you. Well, now that's very friggin' interesting because we did have a dream and a vision. It was called uh, uh, Doug friggin' Nation. And um, and I, I seem to recall you being all over that. Yeah. 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 And... And it's well, a, just a terrible it idea. And I figured and it I just, out. I just want to say one last time, what you're doing with the restaurant is a freaking terrible idea. Yeah, we really must bad. move on. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers. we got a great freaking show full of freaking our week's news and discussions. If you want to call and join the conversation, call 513-914-6201. Tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what we're doing wrong. You might get put on blast, but you might get a prize or two. Without further freaking ado, our week's news and discussions starts freaking now. Last week, Croy Beerman said he and Kim Solchiak are, quote, financially destitute, according to TMZ. Cory Beerman begged the judge not to let his estranged wife, Kim Zolciak, slow down his attempt to sell their mansion. The former MNFL star insisted that the home needs to be sold, quote, ASAP, so the couple can get separate domiciles in order to shield their kids from the trauma of their toxic relationship. Beerman says he and Zolciak really don't have much else left to their name and the house is the last true asset of value that they can cash in on. But with foreclosure looming, Beerman wants to try and collect whatever equity they have left in the place to pay down the damage and get separate places. So, geez louise down in my knees. The story of the two star-crossed lovers who Fable tells it would end up together. And yet we see a different story here today. Sandy Fargus, Tadia Richard, Doug Jordan, thoughts now, please. Um, first, first thoughts. Um, this is freaking huge. Uh, this is freaking huge. Uh, because, uh, Greg Bierman, uh, and freaking Kim Joljack, uh, Zoljack, Joljack, Zoljack, Zoljack, um, the freaking star crossing lovers and and apparently with the freaking stars in the sky painted uh different freaking uh different less freaking pretty freaking picture and that uh spells out freaking uh freaking destitution uh freaking destitution without freaking restitution i don't know if it was this giant mansion that was the seed of their yeah. issues but i know now that it is standing in the way a hallmark to this yeah. relationship once loved now lost 
it's interesting that the Regan Manson, uh, that once, that once was a, a beautiful Regan home that they would wear their, uh, lay their freaking weary bones is now uh, a freaking obelisk of sorts, uh, to their freaking failed, uh, uh, love affair. Um, it stands as a, 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 as, as it freaking uh, falls into freaking, uh, shambles. Uh, it really is, uh, a, a, a quite the freaking poignant, uh, freaking metaphor for their, for their freaking destitution. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and you know when when we look at these two people, uh, what do we think about? We think about the the uh, symbolism, yeah. the I- I- incarnate of love. Right. And Absolutely. I you know I'm I'm desperate to see them sell this mansion quickly to get those kids away from their toxic relationship and the possible traumas that that come with it. Yeah. Now, Doug Jordan, as the only one bound mortally to another. In sickness and in health, and believe me, we've seen both, Doug Jordan. How do you... What does this story bring up? What sort of repressed feelings are being churned within you when you hear a story like this? I don't have any repressed feelings, I don't think, so... I don't... I don't... Honestly, I don't know who freaking Croy Bierman or Kim Zolziak are. You gotta be kidding Uh, me. Yeah, I'm not familiar with them, but you know, when, wow. when you when you are married to somebody and you make a vow, uh, when that vow is is broken, then you know you, you must gotta, consummate it. What, what? What? I said you must consummate it. You must consummate the broken vow. Yeah, you gotta have freaking sex with each other before before midnight, I believe. I, think, I mean, this is freaking Croy and Zoljak that we're talking about, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand how you can have a functioning relationship and not know uh, Corey Bierman and Kim Zolciak, um, because they are really just kind of the, the, the standard. Yeah, yeah, stalwarts. Of, and I gotta I mean, tell you, I believe that it was Croy's freaking stalwarts that actually, when they first yeah. appeared on his genitals, mm-hmm. drove a wedge between Kim and Croy, and and. And God bless them, but also they should have consummated it, which was my yeah. point yeah. before Doug Jordan derailed us. As as the only other, as one of the only two freaking uh, members of the panel who have freaking stalwarts, um, I would think that maybe you'd have freaking something to freaking say about this. Well, I was trying to say something, and then everybody decided to interrupt me, so. I don't remember that. What no, the floor you is yours about? now, yeah. I was talking about marriage and making a vow, and then all of a sudden somebody said you have to consummate it, and I said, "Well, what do you mean I have to consummate it?" And then he started talking about his freaking stalwarts on his. Well, hold on, wait, wait a minute. What, what what do you mean? What do you mean you have to freaking consummate? Are you trying? I was talking about Jesus, a broken are you, vow. Are you freaking? Are, hold, shut the hell up. You can't you consummate you, a broken. You never vow? freaking. You have never freaking consummated your freaking marriage. Yeah, I've consummated my freaking marriage. Obviously, you I have a freaking child. I thought consummate was a type of soup at one point. Mm, no. And that's why I thought it had that kind of pungent odor and taste to it. Kind of a stinky taste, if you know what I mean. Well, nevertheless, God bless everyone in this story, and we hope for better days. Last week, reports of pirates in the San Francisco Bay Area added Tensian to an already crime-stricken municipality, according to CBS News. Boat owners at Jack London Square told reporters that thieves arriving in small watercraft and using bolt cutters to break into boats have taken the shore by Zeds. Reports of stolen engines, tools, life rafts, and several sailboats have inundated local shoreline and water authorities. Quote, it's every week, every week somebody's missing something from their boats or either their dinghies or their outboard motors or from their cars, Marina resident Emmanuel Iavola said. Boat owners blame nearby homeless encampments. Local teak wood salvager Jamie Camacho said he's noticed a lot more small boats tied up around the homeless camps at Union Point Park. Quote, and you wonder, where did they get these boats? Small boats are expensive, so I wonder where they're getting them. I don't know. Maybe they're taking what little money they have to buy them, but it's, you know, I know a lot of friends who have had their small boats disappear in their outboard motors. In March, the Oakland City Council passed an ordinance that allows police to see boats anchored illegally at city harbors. So, geez, Louise, down on my knees. These 
swashbuckling scallywags. These pirates at it again. And it's been a while since we've seen a good pirate. Sandy Farkman Sarkis, when did you last... How does this make you feel? And is this a tide turning toward a whole new way of living? Maybe the pirate is back. Um, I, I, all I can freaking say about that is I hope to freaking God the pirate is not freaking back unless I can become one. Uh, because there is, there in my mind, uh, and it's been, it's, um, beautifully, um, uh, 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 coincidental that you freaking mentioned, um, the freaking boat, um, the ghost freaking pirate boat from freaking Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, who I believe is freaking captained by, um, Giant Depp, who plays, uh, the dread freaking pirate Roberts, who has a freaking squid for a face. Um, that is the absolute freaking scariest thing I'd ever freaking seen in a movie rated freaking PG. Um, yeah. freaking absolutely freaking scared the freaking Dickens out of me and was uh, quite freaking disgusting also yeah yeah you know, some of these freaking pirates have got freaking, i mean they've got freaking barnacles growing right out of their freaking heads um and 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 another thing is that freaking barnacles are are freaking absolutely freaking disgusting as well yeah barnacles dingleberries they said something about people get them stinging their dinghies and i got my dinghy stung one time by a bee now not so bad when a tiny little bee does it. I mean, it hurts like freaking heck, but I imagine a whole big pirate stinging your dinghy. Doug Jordan, I got a question for you. How do you think Captain Phillips, your favorite freaking anti-pirate, your boat ship captain, Captain Phillips, played by Tom Hanks, would handle this situation? Well, I personally would love to see a Captain Phillips uh, Pirates of the Caribbean uh, crossover Uh so I think that that would probably be a, a pretty interesting movie. And what would that freaking look like? Well, you got freaking you have Johnny Depp who's made made a now made a comeback. Mm. He's out of freaking hot water. He's back. He's back on freaking top. And you know he's got a he's he he maybe time travels because I think Captain Phillips was you know in the early two thousands. So he's got to time travel somehow and meet up with Captain Phillips and maybe Captain Phillips has to freaking defeat. Uh, Captain Jack Sparrow and send him back in friggin' time. And then maybe they have to actually uh, team up in the end. Maybe they, they and then they learn, hey, maybe we, we're not so different, you and I. Me, Tom Hanks, Captain Phillips, you, John Depp, Jack Sparrow. Was Captain Phillips' name Buck in that movie by any chance? I, I feel like it was Buck, Buck Phillips. I have no idea. I don't know why that's sticking with me, but I remember his name distinctly being buck phillips captain buck phillips as portrayed by yep you guessed it freaking tom hanks fighting pirates and that movie is basically an hour and 20 minutes of a group of pirates just beating the hell out of freaking tom hanks yeah it's it's quite the freaking uh, a terrible freaking situation to unfold on the freaking screen. Uh, and I was wondering, Doug is the only other member of the panel with freaking barnacles on their freaking dinghy. How did you feel about it? Did it freaking scare you at all? I don't have barnacles on my dinghy, but uh, yeah, pretty frightening. You know, uh, maybe yeah, maybe even in the uh, crossover movie, maybe Jack Sparrow comes and saves freaking Gavin Phillips, and that's how they uh, begin a beautiful friendship. He cuts off his freaking dinghy, throws it into the freaking ocean. But yeah. well, I don't remember it, any part of barnacles it on anybody's grows into the freaking kraken, the great freaking beast that it's a freaking squid with freaking pieces for limbs for freaking barnacle cover freaking pieces for freaking limbs. Absolutely freaking <laughs> hilarious. Last week, the disease syphilis made headlines after raging through Texas and causing newborn cases to climb amid treatment shortages, according to the Texas Tribune. Dr. Eileen Stafford, a specialist in it, notes that many people falsely believe syphilis is no longer a threat, but its resurgence qualify it as an epidemic. The data from 2022 showed a 22% rise in syphilis cases in Texas from the previous year. These numbers were more than doubled from five years prior. A significant contributor to the rising numbers is the national shortage of bicillin, a version of penicillin effective for treating pregnant patients with syphilis. Pfizer, the drug's sole manufacturer in the U.S., announced they didn't anticipate the demand and that supplies would be limited until the following year. Another factor has been COVID-19 pandemic. 
With limited access to regular medical checkups and screenings due to lockdowns, the rate of syphilis infections surged. Now, with the world slowly returning to normal, syphilis cases are still rising, particularly among young adults. So, geez, <coughs> geez Louise, we got a lot of problems, and I'm always sucked that this COVID-19 isn't yet behind us. And now we got syphilis because of it. And not that it makes sense because I don't understand it, but Doug Jordan, please enliven us. What are some of the symptoms of syphilis that one gets that might help weakers and tweakers catch this thing before it's too late? Um, syphilis is back. And, uh, the only symptom I know of is it burns when you uh, when you pee, and that's and that's a that's a good freaking point, Doug. And Maybe a discharge. I think a discharge is. There's well. you're gonna here's a here's a few things that I know that you're gonna want to look for. Uh, number one is that your freaking pee is likely going to freaking burn when you freaking urinate. Number two is uh, look for some sort of freaking discharge. Salty um, discharge, I believe. Salty, salty, frothy freaking discharge, um, similar to a foam, like a yellow freaking uh, seeping foam. Um, the third, and this is true of every freaking STD, is uh, look for freaking pustules. Um, the more freaking pustules, uh, the likely further along your freaking uh, STD has uh, freaking grown uh, on your freaking um, on your freaking uh, genital. I know that a common side effect of syphilis is mush brain. And a lot of people, if this thing goes untreated, end up with mush brain, much like Bruce Willis has now. He's got a bad case of mush brain, maybe from syphilis, maybe from genetics. Nobody really knows. Tania Rizzer, your thoughts. What are some of the signs and symptoms that you see out in the world? Uh, yeah, I mean, um, I think going crazy is definitely one of them. Uh, when I did it one time, I actually got a fever. Um, but we weren't in a shortage at that point, so it wasn't a big deal. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you guys all pretty much nailed it. I mean, the discharge that comes from your penis, the white foamy frothy discharge, um, you also, if you let it go at some point, you start to get barnacles on your freaking head, and they also start to leak foam. Well, he's talking and about lesions. He's talking about lesions. Yeah, lesions. Um, lesions and barnacles are extremely similar. Yeah, they 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 are they they're different though, but they are extremely similar. Extremely similar. Yeah. Well, does anybody else when they hear the word lesions think of Liam Neeson? No. I think of Tom oh. Tanks taking his freaking shirt off in the middle of the movie Philadelphia. He's got lesions. Yeah. Very surprised. and freaking lesions. Yeah. Yeah. That movie's hilarious. Last week, it was announced that Ryan Reynolds will receive Bring Change to Mind's Robin Williams' Legacy of Laughter Award at its 11th annual Revels and Revelations fundraiser, according to Variety. This year's fundraiser will be held in New York City at City Winery, New York, on October 9th. BC2M is Glenn Close mental health-focused nonprofit organization. Each year, the Robin Williams Legacy of Laughter Award is given out at the fundraiser in honor of the late actor by his children, Zach, Zelda, and Cody. Previous recipients include Billy Crystal, Whippy Goldberg, Ben Stiller, The Smith Family, Dan and Eugene Levy, and Melissa McCarthy. Quote, I am looking forward to a spectacular evening and am grateful for the generosities of my fellow artists who will gather in honor of Ryan Reynolds and to inspire what I hope will be a record-breaking evening to sustain and create vital bring change to mind clubs throughout this country, said Close. The Rebels and Revelations fundraiser will see performances by country music star Reba Rappentire and comedian Amy Schuckmeyer. So, geez, Louise, down on my knees. This makes me very nervous because I am a huge Ryan Reynolds fan. And now that he is following in the footsteps of Robin Williams, I am worried he's end up in that dark closet, rope around his neck, pants around his ankle, playing with himself into the cold, dark night. He's going to kill himself. Now, these are some sick people that we mentioned. And I was very surprised to find out about how mentally ill Glenn Close was. Zach Zelda Cody, Billy Crystal, Whoopi Goldberg, not so surprised. Ben Stiller, not so surprised. Dan and Eugene Levy knew it all along. And Melissa McCarthy, I always just thought was overweight. 
down. Yeah. No, yeah. I actually, for the first couple of years of her career, um, thought it was Jonah Hill, um, who was who was uh, just doing some cross-dressing roles. Turns out, completely different freaking person, but extremely similar. Yeah, extremely freaking similar. The difference is freaking negligible. It was absolutely, and a lot of people forget how funny Jonah Hill was in his early days. When he would dress up as a freaking woman and pretend to be freaking uh, Melissa McGarvey, though. Yeah. God bless them both. Doug Jordan, your thoughts on this growing epidemic? Now we've added freaking Ryan Reynolds to the list of the way of the dodos with that Billy Crystal and Whoopi Goldberg went down. Who's next? Whose mental health is going to deteriorate and the icy grip of death is going to suck them into that dark closet? Uh, you know, for the record, I would just like to say I'm I am freaking sick of uh, Ryan Reynolds and seeing him in the news. And you know, he bought a football team and we uh, a soccer team. We have to say, hey, let me make a whole freaking documentary about how rich I am and how I bought a freaking soccer soccer team. That being said, I think you said it earlier. I think Bruce Willis will probably be the next one that freaking kills himself. <clears throat> yeah, it's a good answer. Last week, Taco Bell began testing its $2 stackers at select locations in Tucson, Arizona, according to Chewboom.com. Stackers are being tested in two varieties, classic and spicy. The classic stacker features melted cheese, seasoned beef, and nacho cheese sauce stacked up in a grilled flour tortilla. The spicy stacker consists of melted cheese, seasoned beef, jalapenos, and nacho cheese sauce stacked up in a grilled flour tortilla. You can find $2 stackers at participating Test Locations in Tucson, Arizona for a limited time. Doug Jordan? Yep. Take it to the sports desk. Okay. Um, this is Doug. This is this is Mike Doug uh, Jordan coming at you live uh, via satellite New York. Uh, and this is an episode of the sports desk. Good. Mm-hmm. Uh we ta- they're the two dollar stackers from Taco Bell are are back maybe for the first time maybe they're not maybe this is the first time that they've ever had them I'm not really sure um, and they have they're testing them in in Tucson Arizona so get excited because once they leave the test kitchen they're bound for uh, the general audience uh, uh, of the of the world describe them for weakers and tweakers please. Uh, they're well. They're being currently tested in two varieties: classic and uh, spicy. So, which one? What is in this classic, and what is in the spicy? Yeah, what's the difference between the two? I think well, one of them. Uh, so, the classic one is just freaking cheese, beef, and nacho cheese, and it's all stacked up in a, 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 a grilled flour tortilla. And mm-hmm. from my understanding, what a stacker actually is, it's just a freaking quesadilla, but they fold it over one more time. And then the spicy one, uh, it, it seems like the same thing, but they have jala- there's jalapenos on, on there. Hmm. Huh. And they're only two dollars. Why don't they just have one stacker and then an option to add things like jalapenos to it? Well, because why, why don't they just sell the freaking quesadilla and for a dollar they get offer you they they can fold it over one more time for you? Yeah. I think that's I mean, a better that, idea. They could just say, would you like that folded? Would you like to an extra fold on your quesadilla? It's $1 more. But that's I think the, the I mean, the quesadilla, I think, is way more expensive than just $2, too. Huh. So this could be a freaking, this could be a groundbreaking deal. for. So could this, think, even, think, could this even be freaking profitable for freaking Taco Bell? Unless their tortillas are smaller than their regular quesadillas. See, that's very freaking interesting. Mm. Maybe there's less cheese. Could be. Oh, yeah, it wouldn't make cheese. sense. It wouldn't make sense if that was it. Because there's melted that. cheese and nacho cheese. Hmm. Sounds like and the quesadilla, cheese. I will say the quesadilla at Taco Bell uh, does not have nacho cheese in it. It is just regular cheese, and then they have a, a creamy jalapeno sauce. Mm. Now, what if I want uh, something other than beef in it, Doug? What do I do? You ask, can I have something other than beef? And Taco Bell's very good at uh, substitutions. What if you said I want a whole quesadilla instead of beef inside of it? Would they do it? 
What if I ordered a freaking stagger? Could I ask them to unfold the stagger into a regular quesadilla? Is it still $2 at that point, or do they charge you for the regular quesadilla? Well, I think that you just unfold the quesadilla yourself. I don't... Yeah, but I I don't... I want them to do it. I want them to do it. I don't want it freaking all stacked at one because when everything gets all freaking stacked up, I look, I look at it and I go, how am I freaking supposed to eat this? Yeah. Freaking quesadilla makes sense to me. I go, okay, okay. Well, this I freaking seen before. This I freaking recognize. I know exactly how to freaking start to go at this freaking thing. But if it's all freaking stacked up, I mean, Doug, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be looking at this thing freaking wondering how the heck do I even go about this? Well, I think it's more, you know, it's like you're eating one slice of a quesadilla. It's just all bunched up into four, uh, into one. Okay, yeah. well, those quesadillas are already very s- small, so yeah. I... I wouldn't want just one slice of a quesadilla. Yeah. Well, geez, Louise, down on my knees. Last week, biotech billionaire Brian Johnson revealed that he spent nearly $2 million on reverse aging program that requires his bedroom to only contain a bed, a laser face shield, and a device to measure erections, according to Insire. During a conversation about his health routine dubbed Project Blueprint, Johnson said that the nighttime erections act as a marker for biological age. Quote, I only sleep in there. No work, no reading, Johnson said. In a video published on his YouTube channel, Johnson said his evening routine involved using CeraVe products and hanging out with his son before bed. Johnson's experimental bid to turn his 46-year-old body into that of an 18-year-old doesn't just involve peculiar sleeping arrangement. His routine involves taking more than 100 pills daily, wearing a cap to project red light into his scalp, a strict diet, high-intensity exercise, and aggressively measuring his body's age through means such as blood tests, ultrasounds, MRIs, and colonoscopies. In July, Johnson said he was halting the controversial part of his routine, receiving blood plasma transfusions from his teenage son because he saw no benefits from it. So, geez, Louise, down on my knees. Sandy Vargas, please. Um, I think the, the thing that I'm noticing most about this freaking story is how it just sort of glossed right over the freaking device that he uses to freaking measure his freaking erections. Yeah, um, I, was, I was looking for more of that in the copy, and I couldn't really find uh, anything else. I couldn't yeah. find the product. I couldn't see where they sold the product. I would like to know how much the product is so we could do kind of a round table freaking prices right type. Yeah, because it's a ruler. That's that's what I was going to freaking say. I mean, is, is, why, does it, is, is a device used to measure erections the same kind of device you would use to measure anything tape measure ruler freaking ruler you know what he could do is he could lightly strap it on strap the ruler on to his dangly johnson and then he could paint his dangly johnson red and as he grew the red paint would leave a mark at the highest point on the ruler. And then the next day he just takes it off, checks how far oh, the high, the red paint hit three inches, four inches, four and a half inches. Maybe I have wonderful news. I have found the erection measurement device. What does it look, what does like? It look like? Describe uh, it to me. It's, yeah. It, it looks like a penis pump. Um, and and a lot of a lot of friggin' gels and friggin' and friggin' condoms too. Or do you have a do you have a freaking price on this? I do have a price on it and I'm I'm ready oh to God. play the price is right game All for right, it. Let's do a quick round table. I would like to do I would like to do bet one dollar. It's a good start. I will say one hundred and fifty dollars. Um, I, I mean the, when is it digital? Is the is there a digital interface? How does it? What does it measure? Is it measuring freaking blood, or is, is the it data it, stored in the gel that you mentioned? It's, it's, sort it's of like it. a like a like a matrix style ooze that freaking contains freaking data. Yeah, is it a yeah, flavored I, gel? Is that what he's saying? Well, I'm not. I'm sure that you probably it does probably have a flavoring to it, but um, it it it's called a a penile um, pleth. Uh, uh, plethmis, uh, pleth, uh, plasma, uh, graph. All right, Doug Jordan's heard enough. What's your number? I didn't answer any of my freaking questions. How much? Uh, we'll go. I'm gonna go 69. Uh, the answer is 
$289. Taylor is the winner! Taylor won. Congratulations. Yep. Well, geez Louise. Last week, Sophie Turner sued Joe Joni for the return of their two daughters to England as their tumultuous divorce gets messier, according to Page Six. The Game of Thrones alum filed the lawsuit in Manhattan court Thursday requesting to secure, quote, the immediate return of children, court documents stated. Turner claims she and Joe Jonas and the Jonas Brother Band members agreed over Christmas that they would make the UK their, quote, forever home and would begin looking for schools for their older daughter, Willa, in the country. The younger's daughter name has been shrouded in mystery since she was born in 2022. So, geez, Louise, down on my knees. Nobody seems to want these children. And rarely is it that we see a situation where there is some sort of property or some something that people should take ownership of in a divorce that doesn't get fought over. And this is the opposite. This is saying, take the kids. I'm part of the settlement. I want you to have the kids. And Sophie Turner's turning back and saying, no, 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 no. You take the kids. We agreed on the Manson. You take the kids. And these children are kind of left in limbo. A very sad situation. Well, and you know, I know that um, if they're if they're looking to put their daughter in a forever home, uh, you could just take it to the Lollipop Farm or or any really animal shelter, and there are plenty of families who come and 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 adopt them and put them in forever homes. Well, geez, Louise, down on my knees. This actually leads us perfectly up to our next segment, which we're going to have to do in a speed round. <laughs> Our week's guide to giving up your kids. Is this what you wanted, you think to yourself? Is this really the best thing for everyone's health? You find yourself working harder and harder each day. Moments pass in large chunks and drift quickly away. You see an ad in a magazine, someone is wanting a child. And you look down at your youngster, hair matted and wild, whose teeth are too big, hands shaped like tongs, whose eyes are too far apart, whose tongue is too long. So you grit your teeth as you look at the boy, while he plays in the trash like it were his toy. And you think of the life you both ought to have. Maybe it would be better if you would separate from the calf. But you can't just leave him. He'd never make it alone. If you put the boy in the river, he'd sink like a stone. So if you're thinking of putting your child up for bid, please consult our week's guide to giving up your kid. And this is brought to you in partnership with Thompson Dove Law Group, building better future through better families. Mm. Any questions? No. No. Jeez, Louis, what? Who? So what is happening? Who's talking to who? So... Sandy Fargus is going to be the one being interviewed. Doug Jordan is giving up his child. Yeah, Doug I Jordan that was obvious. Use the questions am I, provided below. Am, what? Am I a character? Am I Joe Joni or no, Sophie you're Turner? Doug, or? You're Doug Jordan, and your son is a, the boy playing in his own trash, making mess on himself. But I wouldn't. But I wouldn't give up my child. Well, you know. Jesus, he's down on my knees the for dreamscape, the sake Doug. of the dreamscape. Now, use the questions provided below. Sandy the Sand fan world markets the best answer he can. Wait, uh, what? Please just answer as best you can. Wait, all right, all right. So who's that? So, so Doug is asking me the questions, even though Doug is getting getting rid of his freaking child. Yeah, he's interviewing the person that he will be giving the child up to. Uh, okay. Guide to giving up your kids. To making sure you're so giving I'm your Joe kids. Joni. You are Doug Jordan, and you're giving up your child. All right, and I'm Joni Turner. Or... You are Sandy Farkas, and you are well, you want a boy. And so right. am I. Am I? Am I Willa? You are an observer. Oh. All right, begin. Speed around, Doug. Stop stalling. You How'd you know you want to become a parent? Um. Jesus, uh, we've never even thought about that before. Um, I guess I've always—I guess I always wanted to be one. Okay. Is that a, is that a good answer? Can we yeah, move that's on? a good answer. Move on. Who are, you, who, are you, who are you asking? You're asking the freaking observers. Just—I oh, mean, this is not this is your freaking. Please continue. Well, I need to consult with the observers. Yeah, just, well, you know, I am proctoring this examination, and as the proctor, Doug Jordan, you must move on. Okay, yeah, what are your home? Attention. What are your home and community like? Uh, freaking home is good. Um, freaking clean. I live in freaking garage. Um, I live in freaking garage. Um, 
the inside is, um, I think, was at one point was reading childproof. Um, uh, and I be- and my community, um, you can, my, my community can, I'll be honest, my community can be freaking dangerous at freaking times. So if you go to the wrong neighborhood, you, uh, you could be in a lot of freaking trouble. And why, why do you think that this is a good place to raise a child? Well, it's a very freaking interesting freaking question. Uh, because a lot of, some of the times I go to some of these freaking very freaking dangerous parts of the freaking neighborhood. Uh, and because sometimes some of my freaking, because uh, up until freaking recently, I used to spend a good deal of time underneath the freaking bridge, uh, rallying together my freaking army of freaking bums. Um, and unfortunately, I don't know how easy it would be to get, to get a freaking babysitter, but sometimes I would think that the freaking child would have to freaking tag along with me. And that's a freaking question. Do you think that's safe for for your uh, stick, uh, to uh, Joe yeah. stick, stick to, to the, the questions. Stick to the questions. Okay. You know, I'm already getting cold feet as the father that's giving up his child. You well, know, I, can I act answer. as Doug Jordan's attorney and just ask the questions myself? What's your work? How would you act as my like? attorney? Well, you're an observer. Please, as your attorney, is a, I, 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 panel I, discussion I beg you to between take me and freaking Sandy Farkas when we're playing Joe Joni and Sophie Turner. All right, fine. Please move along, Doug Jordan. What's your work schedule like? How will it impact your child's life? I um, basically I make my own freaking schedule, and I operate uh, sometimes at very freaking last minute. So if if I, if all of a sudden a freaking opportunity arises, and I got to freaking be somewhere to freaking do a DJ freaking set, or or for instance, I have to do my freaking weekly freaking uh, karaoke night at freaking Ortega Grill, and I've forgotten to get a freaking sitter, I have to freaking go because I'm freaking obligated. I need to freaking go to do my freaking. I need to freaking make freaking money. You have to freaking understand that. Am I, do I respond to this or do you just want me to ask, ask a question? Next question. What's your extended family like? How involved will they be in your child's life? Um, my extended family would be freaking, um, the, actually the man who's freaking garage that I freaking stay in, freaking Doug Jordan, um, who is um, likely going to be very freaking involved in his freaking child's life. Um, uh, I would hope that it wouldn't freaking influence them freaking per, uh, personality freaking wise, but uh, it's gonna honestly it's gonna fall on their freaking shoulders quite a freaking bit because because uh, sometimes I'm gonna be freaking I'm gonna be freaking coming and going and he's gonna have to be the one to take care of it and maybe his freaking son as well. See, this is why I'm getting confused because you're saying that I'm giving up my child, but then he's saying that I'm also gonna have to take care of the freaking child. That's a good point. And at the I'm same time, getting confused as well. I tried to direct you, Doug Jordan, to be yourself. And you are interviewing to give up your own child. But you continue to want to be Sophie Turner. And God bless you. We love that here at WAYO LGBTQ Rochester. But for the sake of this dreamscape, it doesn't necessarily work. So I will be taking over the proctorization with Tady in tow. We're going to move on to question 10. How will you discipline your child? Uh, paddle. So I'm not being freaking asked anymore? No, I was asking Sandy. Oh, sorry. How will I discipline my freaking child? Um, lashings. How will you incorporate adoption into your child's life? How will you talk about me and their birth family? Well, I mean, if, if uh, obviously if freaking things don't really work out and I don't feel like I'm freaking gelling with the child as, as well as I would like to, obviously freaking adoption would be the first freaking route that I would freaking take. I would try and, uh, and look into freaking, uh, freaking possibilities. Maybe I'd probably come to you first and say, would you like this freaking back? I'm not freaking, I don't know if I'm freaking cut out for this. This might, may have been a freaking mistake. Uh, if not that, maybe make some freaking phone calls. Um, and then freaking who knows, we'll go from freaking there. And finally, how will you teach your child to be a good person? Jeez Louise. Um, I guess freaking lashings. I guess the lashings would play a pretty large role in that. If I see something that they're doing that I don't freaking like, I guess I'd probably be quick to give them a freaking lashing or two and say, this is because of what you freaking did. Well, God bless you. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers. It's been another great freaking hilarious freaking episode of freaking Our Weekend Review. We love you so very freaking much. We're so freaking hot and for you. Stay safe out there, and we'll see you freaking next week. Well, now I'm just confused, because were you playing me in the end? What? I think he was playing freaking Joni Turner. Yeah. Oh, me? No, I was the proctor sent to 
take over because so who got the kid you know, in the end? Yeah, did I get the freaking kid or, or what? Did I get the okay? Well, that's Doug Jordan's decision. Does he want to give up his son? I don't. Uh, I don't understand because I thought you were playing me. Who me? Yeah, I thought you he were. Thought playing I was reading. How, how did you think that I was freaking playing you? No, I didn't think that you, I, you were playing me. Who was I freaking playing? Sandy, I thought Sandy listen, was Joe Joni. If Sandy was playing you, he would have been spineless, shapeless. He wouldn't have been as willing to dish out the lashings. Yeah. I didn't say that he was playing me. I said that freaking you were. And also, that's just a rude thing to say about somebody. Did I get the freaking kid or not? of our week studios W-A-Y-O-L-P Rochester